When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're only 10 days away. From what, dear? The live show, dear. Oh, that that old thing? <laughs> yeah, that old, that old thing. That I, old thing. I have to say, I've been polishing my tap shoes. Le- I've been polishing. I've been doing lemons on my elbows. I've been doing uh, Pepsi bottles under my feet for my calves. Like, oh, I, that sounds nice, actually. Yeah. I've Pepsi, been doing- though, not Coke. Well, Joan Crawford recommended Pepsi because, you know, her husband was the king of Pepsi. Was he? So she called him, yeah. He was the king of, he was like the Pepsi mogul and she was like the spokesperson for Pepsi for a while. Pepsi Cola. I did not know that, but I did do a deep dive on the buckle after I called the Scala show. Okay. Um, I didn't realize the buckle was B-U-C-C-A-L. Which oh, I, I didn't always, either, actually. Yes, which I always thought was buccal, was I thought how you said that, oh. but it must be buckle is how you pronounce it. The, oh. the buckle is the fat in this, that little fat pocket that some people have on their jawline. Now, if people were watching us on uh, Sauna Privileges Patreon, they could see me gesticulating like a spokesmodel to my gorgeous jawline right now, but the they buckle. can't. Yeah. Yep. The buckle is basically that little fat pad. If you, if you drew a line from the corner of your mouth, uh-huh. And then up a little on the cheek. So that must be what the procedure is. Now, I never knew we were going to talk about this again. That is it. what the procedure is trying to get rid of be, by removing the back teeth. Got it. But some sort of, and people do that now, but what they do is they remove the fat pocket. So Amber they don't Rose. don't remove your teeth. Amber Rose. Okay, yeah. You know who I mean? Well, yeah, unless there's a different one. Kanye. No, just making sure. Of course I know Amber. I can't believe yeah. you know who she is, but yeah. Well, I know. She made a real, you know, she was, uh, made her name. She's great. They used to call that like a booty girl or something, but I don't know what they call it now. She Not was to mention, like a video vixen type. Yeah. She's yeah. got to have a good head on her shoulders because she's been at this now for well after what I think probably people expected. And I'm talking about her. And you're talking about so her. That so that means I know there. who she is. Yeah. Definitely. So. Now, she, about a week and a half after had her, she had her latest child, which was maybe a year or two ago. Okay. Because uh, she's always very public about everything that she's doing and what, and what she, you know, she's, a, which is great. She shares with people. She demystifies what she's up to. Correct. Uh, that's one, that's the positive way. To, you know, she's an influencer. 
She certainly is, Rana. She influences me all the time. I could see that. I could yeah. see that you're sh- shopping her Fashion Nova line or whatever it is. Of course. Uh, but she told everybody, I'm going in for an overhaul. This was, I'm not kidding, 10 minutes after she had this baby. And hysterically, part of what she said she had done, I mean, she showed, you know, circle this part of my body, circle that part of my body. I'm having lipo here and this there and da 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 Like the and- Heidi Montag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, but what she said was, which I loved, she said, and then I'm having the buccal or buckle, however you pronounce it, fat removed. The pouch is removed from my cheeks, which is hereditary. So I I love when people, <laughs> I had a, a, I knew I had a friend once in France who told me that she had had a catastrophic incident after her last child, that oh. something catastrophic had happened to her breasts after her last child. So she had to medically have implant surgery. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. And I, of course, started asking a few more questions, saying, well, what do you mean? What, I mean- What I'm, happened that was medical? Yeah, I'm thinking the kid chomped off an apple. I mean, what could possibly right. have happened? Yeah. And of course, in the French manner, it turned out that she breastfed and her breasts deflated, which is well, what happens to a lot of women. I, yeah. That's the, and that's so the she ex- was explaining to me that it was a medically necessary surgery for her to have her, her implants. If you want implants, get implants. Does, do you think France covers that under their... Absolutely. For a woman's body to be destroyed in pregnancy, of course, I mean, no yeah. question. <laughs> because they know it's more expensive to the, to the judicial system because it could lead to divorce. So sure. they want to deal... They'd rather pay... 15 grand now for you to get your breast implants, then have you tax the judicial system for a hundred grand later while you get your divorce. Right. Are we talking the man divorces the woman because the breasts aren't fixed or the woman divorces Correct. the Correct. <laughs> so outrageous. That's France. Sure. Yeah. Of course it's outrageous, but everybody agrees there. Well, what what could he do? Her body was destroyed. He, totally. Yeah. Her she body. was she was not the woman he married. Do you understand? Right. Yep, I understand. Oh, I understand everything. So Punxsutawney Safi, Punxsutawney Safi. I'm going to call you Punxsutawney Phil today. Well, do, today's groundhog day. To what's your prediction? I want to know if you saw your shadow or not. <sighs> I hope it's not. I think it's not going to be six more weeks of winter. I think it's going to be whatever the other is. Not winter. <laughs> <laughs> what's your prediction, Rana? I mean, I got to be honest. Hmm. I thought I would really enjoy the Northeast cold. Yeah. And I have for the most part because I really haven't been able to go outside, you know, to go do anything really. But it's tough for you when people can't notice you. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, I really. Yeah. It's got... tough for you when you're not getting noticed all the time. Correct. Especially and it's... with 911 on it and you're getting so many compliments about your, your eyebrow acting and your eye I, acting. My eyes have it. But you know what? Stuff, it's really a thing. I mean, Kamala is the same way. Where you say, where you say, I know exactly how they feel under that mask. Well, thank you, Rana. It's a thing. I guess it, it means is. You, it means you're still giving a full performance. That you're not That's saying right, no one can see my face anyway. What's the difference? Well, Hollywood's a tough gig, Rana. It's tough, and it's only yeah. Made but you're for a good tough. actor. That's what that is. It means people can feel your essence, and it's coming across screen. Well, that's very nice. Thanks, it's Rana. It's just true. It's just true. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be six weeks or not six weeks or whatever the other is? 
What is your, what is your, um, I'm I forget be, what you call I'm it, your spidey be, sense or whatever. I'm going to be positive for a change and say that I think that it's not going to be. Well, then I'll be negative because it, I'm saying that because it's like climate change. Wait, you said, <laughs> oh, it's negative to be warm. <laughs> oh, I was trying to be positive to give us all something to look forward no, to. No, I'm going to go with yours. I'll hop on that. I think ours is the same. It is, but mine had a negative undertone at the end and yours didn't. Oh, okay. Well, all we can do is give people a negative charge and a positive charge because we're basically two double love- batteries anyway. And by the way, that's what you're going to see February 13th. Oh, the electricity. The elect. It's going to be so electric. <laughs> the dancing, the advice, the it's games. Go- it is going to be a blast. We have a lot of fun little fun things planned and yes. fun little jokes and all kinds of things. And what we're also going to do... There's been mm-hmm. some chatter on Patreon, but I'm going to bring this to the free feed. Yeah. For a while now, they've been talking about how they want to do a Zoom, and they've been trying to get Josh Kamsen, who's the head of the co-op board, to, you know, pull it together for them. But, you know, it's hard. They're all in different time zones, et cetera, et cetera. This is big. Yeah. So I said to the staff, yeah. why don't we set up a Zoom for after the show? So imagine the show is happening live at a theater and there's a bar at the theater. Ugh. Remember those days? Honestly, I got it. I got sick to my stomach. Me too. Wondering if it would ever happen again. I know. Because you know I love a post-show drink. I do too. You sometimes do. No, I do. I sometimes do you t- want to scram, but you don't mind sticking around for a few compliments, but then you like to scram after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even if I'm scramming, wherever I'm scramming to, I like a cocktail. You have to have one after yeah, a show. You kind of do. Uh, but normally I love to either go to the bar or go to the lobby bar of the ho- gorgeous hotel wherever it was staying, of course. Sure. But imagine there's a little bar adjacent to the theater. So what we're going to do is we're going to set up a Zoom room so all of our fabulous fans who uh, have been either chatting with each other on Patreon or they see each other commenting on Instagram or Twitter all the time. Longing for community. Yeah. And maybe they want to see each other's faces. Maybe they don't. It's up to them. doesn't matter to me if they show up, but they're welcome to. Yes. So we're going to set up a Zoom after the show. When the show is ending, we'll post the link to the Zoom. Uh, at the very end of the show. And they can all just go over there. Now, there's a limit to how many people you can have on a Zoom. I don't remember if it's 300 or 500 right. or something like that. Something. But what we'll do is we'll do little breakout rooms. So you could say to me, I'll meet you at uh, Harry's Lobsters. Love it. And we'd go to Harry's Lobsters and have a Negrana together. And I'd get to chat with you and see how you could do it, So et cetera. With- if as as you explained earlier, not our, you, of course, because you'll be no, doing you'll be doing your one on ones while this is I'll happening. Do, you're one on ones. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I'm as tell will people, I. What that will be, though, and people yeah. need to understand, it's going to be a dressing down. I'm doing first impression meet and greet. Oh, you you're reading people for the meet and Absolutely, greet. Absolutely, Rana. <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you taking the selfie the first instant or waiting till the end? You better take it the first instant to make sure they get it. Yes, I'll take it the yeah, first instant. Because it goes straight to their phone. They have the whole thing set up. And then I have, oh, and just so everyone knows, I will additionally have um, my I'll have my Venmo flashing on screen. Oh, well, it's a terrific idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because what I, what I wouldn't want is all of our income to be coming through one source so that everyone knows. A proper channel. Doing. Yeah, right. maybe. But also, if you flash Venmo, you could also flash a body pot. That's up to you. That's true. 
Yeah, That's but true. they might be screen capturing, so just keep your eye out for that. Oh God. Yeah. And then you'd you'd see like you know my ankle that's a little lopsided. Well, and then they would t- sell that to page six. Once they've seen that. it once, that's true. That's true. But anyway, we'll have the Zoom room for them, so they can all. That's lovely, Ron. We're not going to be in there, but it'll be for them to have uh, their post little... show drink. Yes, and they can say, "Didn't you think Brian was exceptional tonight?" Right? Uh, you How know, gorgeous is Ronna, Ronna looked a little ch- ch- chunky to me. Oh, you, whatever they want to, whatever they want to say to each other, whatever they want to say to each other. Uh, but it's always. Uh, and by fun. the way, the tickets for the show, askronalive.com. It's oh, got its own link. Sure, it's got its own That's link. Some, we should probably tell them about the tickets. Yeah. And the other thing we're doing is like a limited edition concert tea. Yes. So they're little packages. You can buy the ticket plus the tea. And what's included in that is the free shipping also. So Mm -hmm. they just take care of everything. You don't have to worry about doing the purchase, then be charged later for the shipping, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the one-on-one meet and greets with you and I. Correct. Uh, With me, I suppose. Did I do the grammar wrong on that? Yeah. You don't meet I, you'd meet me. I, I honestly, Rana, I my insides were smiling so hard right now because I was like, I know you're always looking I for a it. reason to smash <laughs> me. Oh, someone sent us Elizabeth Kemper, not to be confused with Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper, very Liz different. Kemper, not Ellie Kemper, but both Elizabeths. Yeah, hysterically, right? Sent us a picture of her and her baby. Uh, said she did the smash cake, sent of her baby, and sent her a smash cake. Wow. Sent the picture. The baby was very cute, as was shaped, by the way. Uh, but I have to make sure I haven't ordered your smash cake yet from Party Favors in Brookline, so I'm going to have to do that. Party Favors, if you're in the Boston area, I go all the way to Party Favors in Brookline because they have the most delicious birthday cake you could ever have. Is that true? It doesn't sound like they would. It's really a party shop right. called Party Favors, but they also make birthday cakes. And, and it I, the that's, most it's delicious shocking to me that a cake. party store would have a delicious cake that's very nice. But then you think about it and you say, why wouldn't I get the cake there while I'm there? Yeah. All in, why not make your life a little simpler and just go to Potty Favors? Potty Favors, exactly right. Exactly. We'll have, to, we'll have to give them a little more business. Ronna, I uh, have to tell you, we got some crucial DMs. Oh, let's hear them. Do you yeah. want to hear some? And then I do. But I also got yes. one about, I, well, I have one to add to the stack. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I, I first would like to read one from Mary Laidlaw. Okay. This was a DM to ask Rana, or was oh, it to yeah. you, Rana? I'm not sure. I think it was, I don't, I don't, she might've written to me directly. Sometimes people are very impertinent and write to me directly. Wow. Well, Speaking Mary of which, Laidlaw, you, you are lucky because you didn't have the law laid. Yeah, you know? that's true. I could have written back and said, who do you think you are? That's right. Yeah. No, she's Ron- very cute, Mary Laidlaw. She's a mother of very young children, and she's sort of a hot number. I was going to say, she looks like effervescent and fun. and Yeah. 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 Ronna Love, I have to share. I got a long-awaited, beautiful bag of Ronica blend in the mail. Fabulous. I'm a subscriber to Shades of Vanilla, drinking pure luxury. It, drinking it right now, excuse me. Thank you. Yeah. Excuse me, as am I, excuse me. Uh, it's pure luxury, bless you. So I got very excited upon opening the bag and smelling the air that wafts out. Mm. I know I that couldn't... smell. When are we working on our perfume? That's what I want to know. I think a coffee perfume might be sort of lovely for men, just like tobacco is a sure, nice Sure, yeah. Note. That's yeah. a thing, tobacco and yeah. coffee, yeah. I'll think it over. 
Okay, I got very excited upon opening the bag and smelling the air that wafts out. And then there's about three spaces here, Rana. Mm. I couldn't smell it. Oh. I knew something was off. I went around trying to sniff other things and nothing held a scent. I got a rapid test today and lo and behold, I've been kissed by the Corona Christmas angel. Oh, That's awful. Thanks to your coffee's aromatic reputation, it sent me right on the way to the clinic. Thank you for all the joy this year. I thought I could make it out unscathed, but alas, that's the way it goes. You and Brian have been such a therapeutic presence in my life since the show started, but especially since COVID. I really, really treasure your podcast. She added the Eskis Patreon, and I'm eternally thankful. You two are my Huga, Mary Laidlaw, Spokane, Washington. Fabulous. Do you say Spokane or Spokane, Rana? Spokane is what I say. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But then I think we have an update from her. Rana, an update no one asked for. I am back <laughs> sniffing my shades of vanilla. She said oh, vanilla, which I love. Vanilla. My, sh- my shades. <laughs> I do love when you call me Ronner. Ronner. Yeah. I am back because that's how Fauci would, that's how they'd all say it. I'm back sniffing my shades oh, of vanilla Fauci. bags like an utter maniac, maniac and shouting from the rooftop how wonderful it is. Gosh, that's sweet. And I'm glad she's recovered. Thank goodness she's better and that yeah. her family's better and that they, they escaped any of the bad stuff. Let's have a couple more uh, updates. I'll tell you two things. One, one is Ajant Kvasnikov wrote to me again, of course, sure. to tell me that his mother thinks the reason why everybody was wearing such fabulous coats at the inauguration is because they had Kevlar vests under them. What is Kevlar? Kevlar, meaning bulletproof vests. Bulletproof? She thinks that's why all the men were wearing big coats, because they were wearing bulletproof vests. Honestly, that's not a stretch. Which makes me like his mother, whose name is Marla, I believe. God bless Marla. Then that's, we, that's very smart. Yeah, so we're gonna, I'm going to dig into that a little and see what I can find out. Uh, Trent Bowserman might know the answer to that. He's very, he's very in. Yeah. Uh, then we had an anonymous tip from oh. Minnesota. Someone who oh. prefers to remain anonymous, who wrote to me, or wrote to us rather on Ask Rana. Love your discussion of the inauguration. To address Rana's disgusted confusion over Amy Klobuchar's mustard coat, <laughs> Amy was going for University of Minnesota gold. The mask that she wore on the way to the ceremony was maroon, maroon and gold. When you don't even know it, Amy is still trying 100% too hard. Though the University of Minnesota is a prestigious research institution, the pacemaker, honey crisp apples, and, Stop it. and bone marrow transplants, excuse me. Wow. So I, of course, wrote back, they, in all caps, invented the honey crisp apple, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Then I wrote, she is a Yaley, not a University of Minnesota grad, so are we sure that's not a coincidence? Wow. Well, boy, did I get a response. Oh, yes. Yes. The Honeycrisp Apple was developed at a research center at the University of Minnesota. They have a patent and everything. And yes, and I love a Honeycrisp. I, I use just it bought three I, of them. When I make a, it's the terrific for cooking. They have pushed the Macintosh out of the market as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and yes, Amy's sartorial choices at the inauguration were definitely a nod to the U. And you better believe she made sure it was acknowledged back home. No one tries harder than a senator next door, quote, in quotes. That's the title of her book, for real. I actually admire her ability to Klobuchar. 
She's who I want to, <laughs> she's who I want to be doing this work, exclamation point. And she said she also wore that coat when she announced her run for president, famously outside during a snowstorm, double on brand for Minnesota senior senator. Uh, so there we are. Wow. That was a HUD update. I enjoyed that. Is that is an inside tip. Yeah. Now, do you want to do these other Does quick ones? Does it make ones? you like the coat any better, Rana? That you wore it twice? Well, no, just that it, it held significance for the state. No, because that to me is the same as when men wear a baseball cap. We've talked about this. Oh, we've yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, you're. If you want to wear correct. a Minnesota designer, that's fine with me. But uh, you know, I know. Um, Grow up. Okay, so yeah, I you know to me that's a little. You want to wear it to a game, or you want to you know. But look, if it makes the people of Minnesota happy, it makes me happy, and I agree. I am thrilled that we've got T Amy on the team and she, she because she is a real Yale bulldog. She's she gets it done. She gets yes. it done and she, she cares. And she yeah. does care. Yeah. And she does care. Yeah. Okay. You but Rana, it's been a while since we have read reviews. It's so embarrassing. It because really all is we because... do is beg for them and then and then, you know. I know. Yeah. And we we're you know what? We still need them. So don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Please, to please. On Apple Podcasts. And if you're it not following us on Instagram, you should because we have so much fun stuff uh, there. And all these updates, the live show, this, that, it's all happening on Instagram. But yeah. Rana, our one of our former producers, Chelsea Jacobson, texted me and said, Your Instagram is incredible for us. Really? Yeah. Really? She was blown away by it. She follows it. She thinks it's so funny. All of it. That is such a fabulous compliment. And coming, I know, right? And coming from Fabulous Chelsea, who's also a comedy writer. That's a real compliment. She's a comedy writer. And she's like in the podcast world. So, I mean, a compliment. Absolutely. It means something. Fabulous. Okay. Ready for these reviews, Rana? Yeah. User Chi Yap calls this a delicious little podcast. Oh, excuse me. Gave us five stars and said, listening to Ron and Brian transports one to another world where the huh. fireplace is crackling <gasps> and the gossip drips out of a 1.5 cocktails deep gaggle of classy, close friends. I love to that. Fu- Isn't this gorgeous? Yeah. Hard to fully explain the warm and cozies the show doles out. Give it a listen and you'll see for yourself. Eric from Seattle, not terribly far from Spokane. No, from same this, state. Same state? Yeah. This podcast might save your life. I love Ron and Brian so much, it might be unhealthy. This is my favorite podcast, hands down. Take that, New York Times. Oh, take Finally, that, New York Times. We never, dis- we never discussed the whole caliphate uh, controversy. We'll have to get back to that at another oh, time. Right. I'm now listening to a show, actually, which I think you would love, called I'm Not a Monster. It's from BBC, and it's about oh. a woman from Indiana who married some guy and, and then joined ISIS and went to Syria. <gasps> Is and, this the one who murdered an American? No, somebody uh, else. I don't know. I haven't gotten deep enough yet to know what he's done. Okay. But she's one of those, you know, corn-fed white girls from Indiana who uh, married some guy and then he became radicalized. But you can just, I mean, we'll see where the, I'm only on episode three. We'll see where it takes us. But she seems like such a, very clear to me, she seems like a pathological liar. 
Oh, sure. And so it's fun to oh, listen to because great. she's you'll you would love it because she's what you know who else would love it scam goddess. I'll have to tell her about it. Oh yeah, because it's one of those things where you're listening to her and you're just saying, well, this woman will say anything, and that but people are so gullible. And then she has this sister that all the information is coming through, who's just as much of a drama queen. And they interview her father, and her father says, "I love her, but I mean, I wouldn't believe a word that comes out of her mouth." I love. Oh, those are my yeah. favorite people. Yeah. People whose families turn their back on them. That's how yep. it's fun. Yeah. All right, dear. Sorry. I, I apologize. No. Our last review also came with a merch idea. Five stars from user Allison Tom. And she writes, every clown has a price needed on a t-shirt. And if oh. you remember, that was yeah. what Rana said in our episode with Conan. It's true. I mean, is any? I mean, that's no truest statement. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it really is good. We we served a lot of truth on that episode. I would say we were. We, we have not heard bus. from uh, Scloody. Scloody, are you serious? No, where are Yannick and Sarah? I'm gonna. I have was to, gonna say we talked to Yannick, Sarah, and Scloody. I'm gonna have to talk to Tony and see if he's liaised with them and sent them the dash egg cooker yet, because maybe that's part of the problem. Meanwhile, Rana, someone who has returned with class. Correct. Megan Rath. So excited. Here we go. Little bit of housekeeping to you. Little bit of house. Get out your brooms. Get out your, you know, uh, dusters. Yeah. Yep. Get out your clipboard and make sure you have all your mini shampoos, et cetera, ready to refill the room while the guest is out of the room. Correct. Make sure it's accurate and precise. We want to say a sincere and heartfelt thank you to our fabulous listeners and to our coffee buyers and subscribers who have been incredibly patient. Yeah, uh, Bixby, who are based in LA, have had a little bit of trouble. As people know, LA has been a real COVID hotspot. Extremely and high risk. It has affected the U.S. Postal Service, who, who we love and we love to support. Yes. But it led to a real backlog. And so what that meant was a lot of people's coffee didn't go out at the right time. Now it is my understanding all of the coffee has gone out. And not only that, they if the coffee had been sitting around a little while, they put fresh they sent fresh bags to pay for Fabulous. It. So I want to thank everybody that was so patient and was so wonderful to bring that to our attention. It should be all resolved now. If you have not had the matter resolved, please email us at askrana at gmail.com and just put in the subject coffee. Yeah. Uh, and let us know because we really want to make sure it's all straightened out. But the Bixby boys have been working overtime to make sure everybody got their coffee. And it, it wasn't because some people were new subscribers and they thought, oh, I never had a problem before I subscribed, et cetera, et cetera. It was really to do with the Postal Service. Yeah. So thank you for your patience. And of course, for your fabulous continued support. It means the world to us. The The coffee is what makes the show go round. It, it really certainly is. is. Yeah. So- uh, and then Patreon. Do you want to tell people what we have coming up on Patreon for the watch party and for the book club? Pretend It's a City, starring Fran Lebowitz and Martin Scorsese, directed by Martin Scorsese. All episodes available on Netflix. There's seven. I think they're about half hour each. We're discussing that. And that'll be this Friday. No. Next Friday. And then in two Fridays. <laughs> Are you ready for words? Uh-huh. I'm I'm not at a loss for them. Not when it comes to reading. 
That wasn't as good. Hamnet. We're reading Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Hamnet by Not Maggie O'Farrell. Not to be O'Farrell. confused with Let. Not to be confused uh, with Let. Which is supposed to be a fabulous historical fiction, I believe. Yes. Um, but based on real, true events, yeah. which takes place against the backdrop of the Black Death in Elizabethan England, Love. Shakespeare. And Hamnet was actually Shakespeare's son. Son, But yeah. this book is lighting up the chat, so it's we're hot, excited. It's on the Hot 100 on Billboard right now, Ronna. It, yeah. it really is. People are loving this book. So Debbie Gibson, then this book. That's right. Yeah. The Electric Youth Hamnet. And then uh, we're going to be announced- we're going to be discussing that on February 26th. So join us on Patreon for that. And Do you want to know course- something funny actually about February 26th? No, I'd love to hear it. That's the day. That's the expiration date for my credit card. Get out of here. Yeah, o two twenty six. O two twenty six. Oh wait. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Never mind. <sighs> well, now they only need the other four sets of numbers, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Maybe I'll get a new one. Hmm. I'd replace that if I were you. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Uh, but And then, of course, we've already said it, but we can't wait to see people for the live show in uh, the Carriage House. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you can't make it because you're either busy or live in Australia. Or you're full of bullshit. Full of beans. Yeah. Uh, the replay, I believe, is seven days. So people can lucky you. Not even iTunes rentals last that long. Watch it. That's exactly right. You've Mm -hmm. never. You've exactly right about that. And we have the cutest limited edition T-shirt that goes along with the event. I would even say chic. It's finally a pocket tee. We've talked about pocket tees for a while now. We're talking about. We just have to get everything just right, and so I think we did. So just so people understand, when you order either the package with the T-shirt or whatever it is. You get an email that's a confirmation, and in that confirmation, it says, for some reason, fill out this survey. And what the survey is, it does explain it in the text, but a lot of people don't read the instructions, in case you haven't heard that Uh before. That drives Uh, me crazy. You click on the survey, and that's when you tell them the size of the shirt you want, et cetera, et cetera. Great. So in the email response confirmation, that's where it is. AskRonalive.com. When you get your code. I believe it's when you get your code for the performance oh got it so there you go perfect all right we'll see you in the carriage house see you there attention carriage house members run a year to tell you all about anchor.fm anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast and let me tell you something you can use it to create a podcast of your own It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute. Rana. I can, this is a return character. It almost might to, be a year to the day. I was going to say, I'd have to go look it in, up. Were we in the pandemic yet? Well, you know, they were over Zoom, so we must have already been in the pandemic. So I take it all back. Uh, yes. I take it all back. You're yeah. right. You're but right. some things we have certainly them. changed since we've talked to this gorgeous girl. And I'm not just talking about uh, the 400,000 deaths in the United States. 
I'm talking about wow. <laughs> that took a turn. That took a little bit of a sharp turn. Are you talking about the boob chairs? Where there's ba- <laughs> where there's bad news, there's good news. Where there's boob chairs, there's also this gorgeous gal got married to her fabulous fellow of that was course. on that is, with us when we were on me. together. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Megan Rath, do you think that you got married because of your appearance on the show? Do you think it brought you guys closer? Um, I think it definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you were part of our vows. <laughs> I knew we would be. I knew it. Megan, it's so good to see you. What a sight for sore eyes. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you. I have to say this pandemic is agreeing with you because you look gorgeous to me. Your skin oh, looks incredible. You. Your teeth look incredible. I don't know who's doing your eyebrows in quarantine. You don't have to oh my answer. Gosh, nobody. I've just left them. That's the, that's raised. just what they do. You're telling me that's just what they do? That's their natural state. What can I say? Oh, some people. <laughs> I know. Some people, Brian. Don't. I know it, Ron. Yeah. But when you think about, and Megan, don't listen to this part, but what, Ron, when you think about what she looked like before. Oh, you mean as like a child? No, I'm talking when we recorded <laughs> last time. Oh, yeah. And if you compare it to this time, it's like yeah. a huge difference. More good news. Yeah, right. More good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look so cozy. What's that garment that you're wearing? Oh, it's just a sweater, you know, something I threw on. It is, is cozy. Is it Klobuchar mustard or is it more of an olive? It's, that's a good, I, I'd say it's an olive, chartreuse would be too, that's too bright for what this is. I it almost looks like it's a mani to me. It's this company called Kate. Oh, Kate, a, sure. Yeah. K-H-A-I-T-E. Exactly. Excuse wow. me. Excuse me. That's a yeah. very nice comment. Beautiful cashmere's. Yes, they make gorgeous, elevated uh, sweaters and loungewear. Megan, were you able to auction off all your boob chairs? Are all four of them gone now? (laughs) Tell people about this. Please tell people this. It literally made me LOL. I laughed so hard when I read this. I don't even know how to explain it because it's such a bizarre (laughs) situation. But essentially, we ordered two of these chairs, uh, and it was supposed to be patterned breasts on them. Uh, from Urban Outfitters, and they—I de- don't know what happened. It was definitely a misprint. There was something wrong at their factory. But what ended up coming was their slingback, you know, outdoor chairs. It was so almost what- like a Picasso illustration. What it was supposed to be was this sort of a bunch a of boobs. Of those. Yes, yeah. it's a little French sun chair, basically. Really One of those- cool looking, though. Yeah. I-, I liked them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the breasts were also French looking, I'd say. As yeah, they came out. Yeah, quite <laughs> pendulous. Yeah, like they've yeah. been in the sun too long. They had a devil may care attitude. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which was quite alarming, but we grew to love them. And so, for no reason at all, um, Urban Outfitters kept sending us more. But when more, they came, they were, more. but when they came, they were wrong. The pattern was wrong. They were wrong, and we returned them, and they, uh, they just kept sending more of them. <laughs> uh, so in total, we had nine or ten. Oh my! God. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah, and so I auctioned off. How? I think I auctioned off four of them, and then we ended up keeping two for just you know because we needed chairs. Of course, yeah, that's why you got them to begin with. <laughs> uh, so we kept two, and then we. The other, so yes, there was there was two more on top of it, but they didn't send the chair structure. So we have two just like canvases. Canvases. 
amazing. I mean, everyone needs to go on your Instagram and follow the saga because it it is incredible. I love it. The fact that it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month was really, it was just a sign (laughs) that I needed to to auction them off. Yeah, it was a wonderful mistake. Now, the last time you were here, you were such a fabulous, intuitive, in tune guest that we said we've got to have her back to go we have people with problems you can't imagine now i mean you thought the problems were bad when you were on the last time you these people have lost all of their marbles at this point oh my gosh i imagine it's getting quite dark so we're getting big and small someone last week asked about an armani um eye cream so that's where we're at. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like okay. dire. Yeah. Okay. Well, in fairness to them, it was a man who didn't know what to do about Dark Circle. So we had oh, to you're go right. that all was- the way down a, a color corrector rabbit hole. And whether or not he's had any success, I'd love to know. But we had to break the bad news to him that there wasn't much of a chance that he'd be improving that other than changing, his, changing his lifestyle and covering it up. Yeah. 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 So that it's, it's, been, it's been a wild ride lately. Uh, but um, Megan... <laughs> <laughs> On that note, should we get into some of these questions? Let's get into it. You want to oh, read please. the first question, Brian? Oh, Rana, I thought you, I thought you'd never <laughs> ask. I would love to. <laughs> Dear Rana, Brian, and distinguished guest, the return of Megan Rath. Someone wrote to us today. I have to tell you, and wrote dear. Dear Rana, I haven't even read the letter <laughs> yet, but they wrote, Dear Rana, Brian, and Malala. I can, I can, I can only assume. We should be so lucky. <laughs> well, because they they would make a joke about the caliber of guests we get in the oh, carriage sure. house. Oh yes. wow, it was pretty yes. funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for for providing a laugh and a heart throughout these difficult times. <laughs> As someone who lives alone and has largely been cut off from human interactions for close to a year now, hmm. it's been nice to feel your warmth through the podcast. When things were looking a bit brighter at the end of the summer, I thought it would be nice to have a change of scenery and decided to rent a house in Palm Springs for some outdoor, relatively safe vacation. I invited my two best friends, one of whom, let's call him Rob, lives in a different city with his husband, and we selected a date and ended up inviting another couple. I thought it would be a nice, small, relaxing week. I found a very nice house, which was quite expensive, but decided to treat myself for the mental health break. I was very excited to get away and had spoken with Rob about how much I was looking forward to the trip for a quiet time with good friends after months of solitude. So it's five people, two couples and this guy. Is that what we have so far? Yeah, which already, I mean, you're you're hosting yourself as a fifth wheel, but fine. (laughs) But some people are great extra wheels. That's true. I'm a terrific extra wheel. You are, Ron. Well, that's not true because you still won't have anything to... Megan, I don't know if you know, but I've been dating... (laughs) A local oh, yeah, uh, lobsterman, <laughs> a local lobsterman here in in, in Marblehead, Massachusetts, who Ooh. Rana won't even let in the house. Yeah, and yeah. she wants nothing to do with him, all because he's missing like twelve teeth, which to me is not a deal breaker. In fact, it's not fair. Which teeth? It's, it's well, you pick one, and we'll let you know if he's got it or not. <laughs> but anyway, Pull Rana, you shot. will not be you will not be a third wheel on that. I am observing very strict COVID protocols. And so there's only certain people that I can be sure about. And that because is, you know what we were know. thinking? We were thinking maybe, Rhonda, we could, if we, if we, he and I shared a motorcycle, you could be on the, um, oh, in the sidecar. Side oh. <laughs> Looking forward to that sketch when it comes in. Okay. Someone had the nerve to sketch me coming out of a cake. Did you see don't that? You, now, Megan, you want to talk about, and I don't mean to be offensive. This is pornographic. You want to talk about, 
boobs on a on a, uh, if we're going to talk about boobs on a chair, these are I mean, this person basically drew porn a, fan fiction absolute, cartoon. What is uh, that artist with is the woman dropping the groceries and her panties fall off on the bus? All of that post-war. Oh, you sure. know, all that. It was like that. It was absolutely like that. Cheesecake. Yeah, they could have put me on the side of an airplane. Is what they could have done. She was popping okay. out of a cake naked with um, <laughs> stars over her boobs or something? Gelt, Hanukkah gelt. Gelt, Han- As pasties. <laughs> and I had to write back and say, uh, it's a pretty good likeness, dear, but my, for the record, my breasts are a little higher. They were pretty low, these boobs, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, it was but, on theme with my chairs. Right, exactly. In any event, let's get back to Rob and his uh, situation here. Okay, sorry. Okay, I just I needed struggle- to keep track of the math. I apologize. That's right. I struggle with depression, which Rob and I have talked about a lot over the years, and also have had difficulties with large groups of gay men, which Rob and I have also talked about. After we booked the trip, Rob's husband emailed the rest of us and said that since Rob's birthday fell on the week we ended up selecting, he wanted to do something special oh, and would be all one agree of these birthday dilemmas. Here to we go. chip in for a private chef to cook dinner one night in the house's outdoor kitchen. Fabulous. That sounds nice, actually. Very I lovely. S- I said, of course, and left the details to him. But since I had signed the contract for the house, told him to let me know if the chef needed any details. The day we arrived in Palm Springs, Rob announced his friend, let's call him David, was going to come by from L.A. Hmm. I come, come by from by. swing by. To Palm I'm going to go. Sw- I'm swimming by Vermont for dinner tomorrow <laughs> night. Yeah, I have never met David before. David was a straight man. The rest of us are all gay. Oh, this is true. I don't know where this is going. David was a straight man. The rest of us are all gay. By the way, it's literally, I'm not even kidding, an entire other page. So here, get buckle up. Why wouldn't it be? These people have nothing to do but write letters in quarantine. David, Would you look st- at her head of hair, by the way? Did you see the gorgeous Megan? head of hair on Megan? Megan's like perfect. Get Let's out just of be here. honest about it. What and a joke. What's also so crazy is she's she is probably, if not the, <laughs> like a, a top five wisest advice givers on this thing. Well, we're about to see. Oh, you're setting the bar. She you're, right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're Don't right. Don't start giving her that credit. She might have lost it all during quarantine. <laughs> that's true, that's true. We Which is checking back in. She this. might say the answer is get a box of Fruit Loops and lock yourself in your room, which is what she might have been doing Pretty for the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pop-tots are always the answer on this show. That's what we've realized. Oh, here. God. David okay, David straight, is the okay. straight friend. Yeah. Okay, I'm just The rest of us are all gay in our mid-30s, and- and David was a straight man. The rest of us are all gay in our mid-30s and was eccentric, yeah. to say the least, and ended up staying for three days in an extra bedroom Wait. without offering to pay a dime for his stay. Ooh. He's an attorney and certainly could have afforded it. He was on drugs frequently and made a lot of offensive comments about women. I mentioned to Rob's husband that I was upset <laughs> that Rob hadn't even asked if it was okay and that I felt a bit disrespected and had not intended to, to subsidize this tra- stranger's vacation. Oh, where was the documentary crew when all of this was happening? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Rob's husband said he agreed, but this was Rob's birthday trip, so we had to allow him to celebrate how he wanted. These was- people and their birthday permissions. Also, this No one's other- ever given me permission to act like an animal on my birthday. It was this other guy's birthday, and all of a sudden he's saying, well, it is Rob's birthday trip. Yeah, when it was the trip that the other guy organized. <laughs> but anyway, go on. It then turned out that Rob had invited six people <gasps> from his same city who were also in Palm Springs to join us for his birthday dinner at the house. Because of this, we were in violation wow. of city ordinances on how many people could oh, be at the house. Says the hall monitor. 
As the person who had rented the house and a big rule follower, yeah. I made several attempts to get people to leave as the city enforced quiet hours to kick in. Eventually, That's someone made- so fun when people try to get people to leave patties. Oh, God. Yeah. It's awful. They yeah. are so strict about that in Palm Springs. In though. Palm Springs, they all, I mean, they like- yeah. They'll come by your house and ring the doorbell? Yes. There's tons of rules. Really? About, yeah. You, like when the okay. sun goes down, you got to get out. And not just that, not just swinging by your door and saying, keeping down, they will say, you're out of here. Pack the up co- and The leave. cops. And I think it's at 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Going up, moving because on. Because that's one of those places where the Airbnb thing has has taken over the neighborhoods. Yeah, and, so and the it's all old people. Or people curious. that went there to retire. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, eventually, as I was trying to get people out, someone made fun of me and I stormed off sure. to my room and slammed the door. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have a door slam. I hoped to discuss and, this. And I know alcohol wasn't involved in any of this, Certainly so I don't know not. how any of this happened. Yeah. I hoped to discuss this with Rob on the trip, but he was distant from me the remainder of the time. <laughs> I texted him as I was leaving, mm. saying I was sorry that I wasn't in a place to deal with such a large group and unknown people. I never heard back. Oof. I texted him, a few, texted him a few times since the trip saying I would love to talk. At first, he said he was busy and then finally said he would reach out if he was ready to talk. Oof. It is now three months and we have gone from multiple texts and other exchanges daily to zero. We used to frequently engage with each other on social media mm. and nothing. Mm. We were dear friends and I honestly thought we had the kind of friendship that would last a lifetime. I know I've probably overreacted to the surprises on the trip, but mm-hmm. I now feel more betrayed by his abandonment of me at a time he knows is extremely difficult for me than of his decision to convert my vacation I invited him along into Rob's birthday week. My therapist thinks I should text him that I miss him or write out my feelings. I fear that he thinks I'm a crazy person and that will only make it worse. Our mutual friends do not want to get involved. But my other friend on the trip insists that nothing I did was so outrageous. And he was also taken aback by the appearance of David. That was the straight guy. Is there anything I can do? Do I just have to force myself to admit this friendship has abruptly ended? It's been very hard for me to make friends throughout my life. And it seems crazy to me to see years of history and connection gone. Kiss, kiss, Adam. Woof. Wow. Woof, (laughs) iduff, Megan. What do you? What have you got for for Adam, the writer? Woof! What in the hell? Okay, so this is we're talking about Rob, Rob whose birthday it is. That's the one that he's Rob is the had the birth yes. was the birthday diva and was the good friend who now won't respond yeah. to the trip Adam. was not set up as a birthday trip. It was supposed to just be the one night where they had the private chef. It was a coincidence that it fell on Rob's birthday week. And I want to remind you that whoever this, what, what did he sign the letter? Adam. And that Adam is the one who was on the lease to the house in Palm Springs. Just so everybody knows, Adam is dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. And Adam I, I, stormed and slammed. He did storm yeah. and slam. Yeah. 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 Um, and he has a hard time making friends. Over his yeah, lifetime, yeah. I, um, I will just say before we even dive into this that that I'm not surprised by the story because I think this whole lockdown has really challenged a lot of friendships. I personally have some that are, we're all of a sudden confronted with this new reality and it really does alter who we are and who we are within a friendship because there's all these new limitations and rules that 
are making people crazy. So I think this is a very common thing that is happening. Do you think you're also uh, realizing who's sort of in a circle and who's not? You're realizing you had a lot more acquaintances than you thought you had? Yeah, yeah. And and also, you know, when it when you start having conversations with people and you're put in situations where, you know, he's being tested. Like this is, he planned this weekend. There are rules around A, the Airbnb that they're staying in, Palm yeah. Springs itself, and also the lockdown rules. And people are not abiding by those rules in the same way. So, And you've put all this pressure on the trip that this is going to be your salvation from the months of insanity and loneliness. And there are yes. more consequences than just the city of Palm Springs in, in these situations. Yeah, that whole situation sounds really for that's way too much for me personally. I have someone who like very much abides by the rules and takes this very seriously. Mm-hmm. So just even hearing about all this, all these people coming, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So well, also imagine this was just one dinner. This went from dinner for f- from dinner for five to dinner for twelve. Twelve. Yeah. It went from din- an intimate din- vacation for five to a nonstop rolling party over the week. Yeah. With people well, the pe- host didn't even know. People popping in, doing drugs, getting tanked, of course, because what are we talking about? Why else would you go to Palm Springs? Because it's beautiful. Come on. And I mean, <laughs> it happens to be beautiful. No, I mean, yeah, right, you, you go, go to there. unwind. That's yeah. Right. yeah. That's right. You go to sit by the pool and drink all day and maybe take a hike and then cook dinner and then gossip, gossip, gossip and pop a few of this and pop a few of that if that's your thing. Yes. But that is the Palm Springs life. Right. So we also have that heightened element that people are not only are already out of their minds, they're going, they're putting themselves out of their minds on top of that. And and was the private chef cooking for all those people? Great question. I think I think they they were because the private. It sounds like the private chef was hired and and went. Um, so I I feel like yeah yes. they joined. Well, yeah. so who knows if the husband conveyed the extra bodies to the chef or not? That's but, so outrageous. But anyway, let's get back to your original instinct here. Um, it's a really sad situation. I mean, I, I feel for Adam. That's Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, glad he's in therapy uh, yeah. and has somebody to talk to. But um, yes, I'd say that emotions were heightened on all parts, it seems, yeah. um, especially with the the scream and slam or whatever yeah. that was. The storm um, and slam, yeah. Storm and slam, yes. <laughs> uh, and I... I would say that because three months have have gone by and this friendship is obviously something that means something to him, that maybe it's a bit of a gift that you were given three months perspective to really get solid in your feelings. Um, Because I always find the time away, the, the heat of the moment passes and you can then have a conversation uh, with with some love and with the purpose of resolving the friendship if that's what uh, and fixing everything if that's what it is you're looking for and it seems like he is uh it, it's unfortunate that it's it doesn't it doesn't seem that it's like a reciprocal thing uh i, I yeah well that's the main issue here is that he already even if it was a emotional heightened tasty apology he already texted this guy three months ago and said i'm so i apologize for my behavior that i didn't i didn't deal with this perfectly 
He left the door open for that guy to either say to him, you're right, you didn't. Or to take a little time and say, I've thought about it and I didn't either. And I'm I'm going to be, I can say this. I'd be Drop right. the guillotine. This has been a real French themed episode so far. <laughs> I got, I'm just going to say something about birthday gays. I, I just am because it is a thing. <laughs> It is a thing, and you, because I, I know a few like this who just mm. need everything. I mean, also non-gay, but who need everything on their birthday. And I have been in situations where I have, like, rented a house and also had it. Then it was also someone's birthday that they wanted to celebrate. Not They didn't end up inviting a lot of people, but it's unbelievable the selfishness that people become and get to birthday Zilla. Birthday Zilla and like mm-hmm. sort of like and especially if, of some of the people I know who are all lovely, but it's like no, now it's a theme, and now you have to wear this costume from this one episode of television from 1994, and now you have to, you know what I mean? It's like someone who guest starred on Murphy Brown, and it's like, okay, we're all coming as that, and then you know what I mean? It's like, and then you have to figure everyone has to bring their own game that they made up, and then you know what? It's just like, oh, this is exhausting. So I I understand like I'll never how entitled life. this person must have felt. I will say that maybe the only grief I'm going to give Adam is I think that probably your reaction with the storm and slam was more extreme than you're telling us because you felt the need to apologize for doing that. So my guess is you were very passive aggressive and probably Rob, I'm not saying he was right, felt like you ruined his night and felt like you made the entire atmosphere Mm. really uncomfortable or really awkward. And birthday gay will knock it over that. Um, I will also say, though, I think you Potty pooper. initially, this is what I do when I've rented places like that. I just say it at the beginning. Like I, when I send the email out about the property, I just say, they're so strict. And maybe you didn't know how strict they were, but I would just say there's, because people always ask, oh, do you mind if so-and-so comes over? I just send out an email at the beginning being like, no one can come over. We are at max capacity or whatever. I, we told them six people. Sometimes they'll say you can have three more over during the day or something, but like somehow they know. I don't know if there are cameras at these probably. They know, and and you are gone. And so I do think you could have said more initially, like, no, you can go to their place. They can't come here, and really laid that law down more instead of like being kind of going in and out of it and maybe be, being a little. And maybe you're just not that kind of person, but you might have been a little passive aggressive about it. And I don't think that you deserved a friendship to be ended over it. But if I were to assign you any blame, it would be for that. Yeah. I agree with absolutely everything that has been said here. I just want to tune in a little bit to what Adam's issues are and the kind of people he's choosing to spend time with. I was going to say. Because Adam's a very sensitive guy. He's had a hard time making friends I think passive aggressive, ding, 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 because he's a person that accepts less from people because he doesn't believe for whatever reason, whatever reason he's had trouble making friends over the years, either he's shy or there's something he doesn't accept about himself or whatever, whatever the reasons are that people have trouble making friends. This is 
This is half the population. This isn't just you, Adam. Not everybody is a fabulous, gorgeous, gregarious, walk into a room, 10 people want to be their best friend. Are you talking about Megan or yourself? Brian Glickman, Brian (laughs) Safi, Megan Rath. Okay? That's just not everybody's- Malala. 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 Even Malala, very hard to get close to. Right. But magnetic, but hard to get close to, I would say. But in any event- Malala probably isn't doesn't make friends easily, but doesn't care. That's the difference there. Right. She's she's an introvert. Are, she's she's fine with it. You're an introvert yeah. who wishes you were an extrovert. So you're jealous of all these people that can just walk in a room and talk to people. You don't know how they do it. That's fine. So many people feel the same way. Yeah. And it's some people feel that way in one situation, not in another situation. This is called being a person. But I think you have made little micro compromises along the way where, where you'll accept red flag behavior from people in order to keep the friendship going because they're fun or the this or the that. Rob, you didn't, this wasn't a birthday trip you were also invited to that you all said you'd split the cost on, which never works out. It always goes the way the birthday person wants it to go in that kind of a trip. And it, it's all, you know, sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's a mess and whatever, but this was really just a vacation that you all planned. So these people disrespected all of that from the beginning. The, the, the setup was, I want to spend the week with these four other people, not these 14 other people. And they acted like it was Coachella and people could just come in and go and whatever. And that's what it's going to be. And, and, so disrespectful. And that's not what the yeah. setup was. But you don't have the voice. You know yourself well enough to know you're not going to say something. So you either have to learn how to say something or you're going to end up in these kind of situations with these selfish people that take advantage. I mean, they made fun of you. Well, it also sounds like in fairness, you were acting like a hall monitor and that you wanted, you know, you got annoyed, as Brian says, you let it simmer, basically. And then you stormed and you slammed. And I'm positive you behaved worse than you're telling us, but that's okay. You're embarrassed. You're ashamed. Whatever. We've all done it. That's fine. But what you didn't do was ruin the whole week. No. You absolutely ruined the birthday night. And you were a potty pooper. You were. And you probably should have just bit the bullet and gone to bed instead and simmered about how much you hate these people and left early the next morning or talked to everybody the next day. But you really didn't need to have that confrontation on the night. All of that said, you have apologized. You tried to open the dialogue. Your terrific friend, Rob, this wonderful guy, Rob, who invited six people unannounced during a pandemic to a private catered intimate dinner because it was his birthday and that's what he wanted. And his enabler husband didn't stop him from doing that. Didn't respect you enough. Wasn't enough of a buffer is also living in fear of, you know, emperor Rob birthday emperor, Rob, Yep, that terrific friend of yours, when you sent him a heartfelt apology saying, I screwed up. I feel like a little bit of a jerk. Can we open a dialogue here? Said to you, he would let you know when he, if he was ever going to be ready to discuss this with you. 
He's a terrible person. Yeah, he really is. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. He's loving living in the frothy drama of this. And that would be fine if he wanted to live in that froth for a week or so. But you were good friends. After 10 days, two weeks, a month, a month and a half, he doesn't have a moment where he has a thought where he says, eh, maybe I was a little much and I was a little hot on him, uh, whatever. He does not care about you and he does not care about this friendship. It was convenient for him. You were worshiping him. It was the party. You're the guy that sets everything up. He's not really worth your time. And you have to find a way to mourn this loss, I would say. That that's Megan, the space you should move into. Megan, what do you think of Rob? I I completely, completely agree with everything you just said. He, I feel like he's, he doesn't respect Adam. And also you have to look at the kind of people that he's surrounding himself with and inviting to this thing. Like David, the, the people who yeah. your friends are says a lot about who you are. So this is a person that's bringing in people that don't respect you either and are fully just taking advantage of your generosity. Um, and I would say that if he's at this point not willing to have a conversation with you and resolve things, maybe it's for the best. Yeah. This isn't the kind of, I, I mean, no friends is better than this friend, I think. Because, by the way, he, he literally just treated you like you were disposable. It's not yeah. even worth a conversation to him. No. Like, it's not, he just felt like you stormed out during his birthday dinner and ruined his birthday night, which you, they ruined your trip. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, but it's fine with him. Like, he doesn't need to talk to you again. Is that how he's Unforgivable. It's, and you, you are absolutely... All things considered, you are so in the right on this one. Probably could have handled things differently. Like Rana was saying, you know, there are things you could have said or just not said at all. But this is his fault. And this is not a person who has any respect for you. Two little red flags. uh, One little red flag and one other little comment. And then we'll move on to the next person. One red flag for me is that you said in the beginning he, you've told him before you're not comfortable in groups and da, 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 you know that you've confessed these things to him about your vulnerabilities. And that's fine. We all do that with our good friends, of course, but you expected him to keep an inventory of that. So part of your passive aggression was steaming over. I've told him I don't like groups. I've yeah. told him I don't like this. You really can't be responsible for other people remembering that stuff. It's that, just and that not is what people a person do. I used to be was that kind of a guy. And it, it's it's only really hard on yourself. You're keeping a micro tab and you have to get past. Of course, we all want to be seen. This is this is the, this is a journey in life. We want to be seen. We want to be loved. We want to be treated in a way where we feel safe and comfortable and adored. But people are busy and people are selfish and people are worried about themselves. And so you really do, even though it feels counterintuitive, you have to re affirm these things for people. As Brian was saying, you have to send the email in the beginning that says, I'm looking forward to a quiet and relaxing week. That's what I think this is going to be. And if people say, oh, I thought we were going to party and have some friends come by, then, you know, you should say, that's not really what I'm doing. So if that's what you guys want to do, you can take over my share of the house and I'm not going to go, whatever it is. But be careful about being upset that people don't see you because that's family of origin stuff. That's my siblings walked all over me or my parents never paid enough attention and all that stuff stinks. But the only way you can resolve it is by 
reminding people or asking for it. And that's part of growing up. The other thing but I'll it say- is, Oh, so, sorry. Yes, no, please, please. No, I was just going to say, it is nerve-wracking when someone is disobeying rules to a house you Horrible. don't own. And Horrible. also in a city that is really clamps down on that stuff. I, yeah, I think you just, I think you I'd also be, just could I would be vermished in a way you can't imagine. That is not what I'm, the ship I'm running. No, Absolutely exactly. not. And I think there's always an out with that stuff, just blaming it on that at the beginning and saying like, it just can't happen here. But yeah, you didn't. One more anything. thing I'll say about this kind of narcissist that Rob is, is that Rob knows he behaved badly, but Rob is the sort of person who can't live with that. So the only thing he can say is I behave badly because you provoked me to behave that way. Or I behave, I need a reason to not apologize for you. And the reason is that your transgression was larger than mine. So then Rob doesn't have to live in the nuance of, I guess I was a little selfish. I could have done this. Da, 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 da. He doesn't want to live in that place. He wants to live in the place where you're wrong and he's perfect because he already knows he's flawed on a million levels, but he doesn't want to think about that. So whatever that conversation you have with him, if you choose to have it, please, I would love to know if it's productive. Truly. I would love, cause I would love to be wrong about this, but I think this guy's a selfish guy. I just do. Yeah. He's a fire Island during COVID kind of guy. Yeah. And you need to, you need to realize that it's okay to have just a couple of good friends. I realize you thought he was one of those things, but as Megan was saying, you know, she's been doing a lot of editing during the pandemic and you make a new friend, a couple of friends after this too. New people come into your life. The flowers sprout again in the spring. Yeah. It's a, it's a clearing out of the closet. I think. Yeah. All right. That was, we spent way too much time on it. Well, it was only an epic. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm sure, like Gore Vidal just took so much imp- inspiration from that, wherever he is. Well, <laughs> get ready for number two. I hope he's got his pen, his pencil shop at yeah. uh, Gore Vidal. Okay, to my queen, Anne Bryan. And excuse me, how about our guest? Thank you very much. Yeah. I am a Patreon supporter, Patreon, already we're out of the gate as a disaster here. Excuse me, and a, fan, and a fanatical listener of your content. Love you both and hope you can help me with my dot, dot, dot issue. Pre-pandemic, while living in downtown Toronto, I'm a Canadian. No, Rana. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Toronto. Ma- right, Megan? Megan knows. She's from Toronto. Montreal. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah, so true. Oh, just run it together. I'm Canadian, A. Eh? <laughs> I was scrolling through my grinder and came across a very attractive guy. We chatted and we had immediate chemistry. Both of us wanted to meet and see if our social media chemistry would transfer to real life, but we had a problem. Both of us had straight girl roommates. It was 1 to 2 a.m. A- a. and neither of us could host the other. I love that this is these girls' fault. I know. He did seem, I couldn't tell if it was your tone or if it was in the message, but like he did kind of put it on them. Well, you could live with a man they didn't that doesn't want, want me to you bring a- having people over at two o'clock in the morning during yeah. a pandemic, couldn't you? Is I that guess, but a possibility? It's also like, I get, but it's also just like, 
Yeah. It's a, it's Can a I bring human, this? It's not a straight girl thing. I just think it's just a human. You know, straight girls love to ruin you gay sex life. That's yeah, what they people, love people to do. love and when in the middle of the night you invite yeah. a complete stranger who's a up at two in the morning. pandemic yeah. ridden stranger <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, girls, girls ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ruin a lot of things, but that seems unfair. Yeah. Uh, he suggested we just meet up as we lived quite close and go for a walk. I agreed as a late night, as a late right, late night rendezvous, though quite unsafe, seemed romantic and gave me a thrill. Upon meeting, our chemistry was electric and we quickly snuck into the alleys and laid next to parked cars. And well, let's just say we became one with nature. (sighs) Hope somebody brought a blanket. And it sounds like you weren't surrounded by nature at all. No. In the <laughs> in an alley yeah. next to a vodka. In the days to come, we chatted more and reminisced on our expedition. He suggested we do it again, but I was apprehensive. I asked, is there a time your roommates uh, are not home? Mine is out in the afternoons. Why don't you come over then? I hear nothing until a warm, raining night two days later when he asks me to, quote, Fill me up in the rain. What am I, a car? Remembering our last little trip and remembering how sexy and dangerous it felt, I gave in and we had another go in the halls and alleys in and behind the homes in our area. The scandal, the hot rain, and the fear of being caught was an aphrodisiac and we were animals. It was hot in all caps. Warm rain's very sexy. Warm rain is sexy. Yeah, Yeah. summer rain is sexy for sure. The next day, I reach out and say to my gentleman caller that I'd like to get to know him better. Sometime, uh, get to know him better sometime, sometime, and invited him to coffee. Obviously, there was attraction on both ends, and I wanted to explore if there could be more. The day of our coffee date, he asks if we can walk home together after, and if we can fool around in the park near the cafe, and I snap these people. I genuinely saw an opportunity with this man. You did? But all he was he'd looking, was looking for is outdoor, quote, fun. I asked him straight out if this was a fetish and if he actually had a roommate or just used it as a clever way to keep the great outdoors well, I never thought of adult that. playground. Huh. I don't know him well. It was dangerous and didn't want to wind up on some sex offender list for public indecency. He denied having a fetish and that he just thought it was fun. And when I said I wasn't interested any longer, he said there was no problem and we could just meet at each other's places next time. Page turn. Yeah. Safe to say we grew pot. A pot. And for almost two years have had no contact until Wait, what? this week. <laughs> this is, by the way, a guy this he met on Grindr. Years he had ago? a guy he met on Grindr. Oh, so this wasn't even during the pandemic. I apologize for that. No, all of I, that. But, but we had no warning of that. Two years ago, they had sex three times in the summer. Oh out, God, it's outdoors. like when Harry met Sally. He DM'd me online like an old friend just trying to connect. He eagerly shared pics of his naked partner with the tagline, quote, he's a nudist, and pictures of his gorgeous COVID escape escape cabin in the woods. 
My question is, was I right in assuming his intentions were not to get to know me as a partner, but only as a Tarzan to his Jane? Which I wonder if that's an apt analogy or not. It's making me wonder who was doing what to who. Well, we, well, we know but... who was doing what because the the fetishist was the one saying, fill me up. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. I wasn't <laughs> sure. That was unclear to me who was the filla and who was the filly. Because yeah. he said, what am I, a car? A car would get filled. Not, what am I, a gas pump? Would uh, mean the fetishist. You're right. You're right. But I think but you're I, right. And he just used the, what am I, a car mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. No, it doesn't. A car. Right. If it's like, what am I, 89 unleaded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going for the comedy. 92 Supreme. (laughs) And why is he now reaching out and sending me his partner's nudes? Is this some sort of invitation? I still find him attractive, but how do I navigate additional excursions with him while still maintaining my boundaries? Maybe I'm kinkier than I thought. Sorry for the long story, but I hope it's worth it. It was in this case. All the best, indoor person. He was doing so well till he got to the sign-off. Terrible sign-off. Pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 you two. What is his question exactly? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> is it, should he rekindle something with this guy? Is that ultimately what he's asking? Because I think, first of all, I think you really, you, for, I, I don't even know where to begin. Because I, I feel like you... Why would you be at all surprised that he might not want anything more than that, first of all, if that's what your entire relationship was based on up until that point? Met him on Grinder. Yeah. And the two times you met him, you were having sex outside, and he clearly liked it, and it sounded fun for you. Also, I do think you got way, way overreacted back in the day when you were like, you only see me for this and you only want this kind of sex and da, da, da. So what if he does? Who cares? Like, you know, he's not hurting anyone, even though if he did get caught, he would be considered a sex offender. So he might be hurting himself. But that is what this guy likes. And I think you, for some reason, didn't want to be lumped into the category of fetishist, but there's also nothing wrong with that. Um, So... If you want to reconnect with this guy and if it would be fun for you to fool around with his partner and him in the woods, then go for it. But you're not an indecent person for wanting those things. And it's not a jab at your decency to be asked. Yeah. 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 I feel that like that's pretty par for the course on on these apps. Like if, if you're if you're meeting someone and m- hooking up with them at one, two in the morning Right, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I guess I don't really understand what his, what the issue is because it's like, yeah, you you met someone, you fooled around a couple times, you were wondering if it would go any further, it didn't, uh, and now he's, you know, he obviously had fun with you and wants to include you in whatever he's doing. I I don't see anything wrong with it either. And is he asking if it's indecent or is there something wrong, or does he just want to tell us the story? I could, you know what. <laughs> He's Great a, question. He's a scandalized Puritan who wants to live a more exciting life. Ooh, interesting take. So he is vacillating between the idea of romantic love and why people are interested in people and having a fun, dirty romp, which he obviously enjoys because he's had a few of them. He's thinking about having another one. 
but he is judging himself about what these decisions mean. And he wants to know what our judgment of him is as well, because he thinks that we're the school teacher that he's writing the letter to. But he really wants Brian to tell him it's okay and for me to tell him that it's not. He wants he wants the positive and the negative answers on this one, the charge. Yeah. This is a physical relationship. You went on an app that people go on so they can have sex with people at two o'clock in the morning. I know, like Megan said, at, yeah, don't forget that part at two o'clock in the morning. That's how you started this relationship. Right. You had sex with him in an alley five minutes after chatting with him on the internet. He didn't really owe you much <laughs> after that. I'm delighted you, know. you had chemistry. Sounds yeah. like you had a little fun pillow talk afterwards and you thought maybe there was something there. But this is a guy that wasn't looking for something there. He was either already in a relationship or he didn't want a relationship or whatever. He was looking for what he came to get. And each time he told you, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee with you, but I'm certainly hoping that I'm getting a blowjob behind that trash barrel as soon as this is over. <laughs> this is, he is every character Isabel Huppert has ever played. <laughs> like a woman, a woman who is, a what quote unquote decent pure woman who all of a sudden has something rough happen to her with a guy and she's like, but I liked it and then she just starts mutilating herself essentially. But yeah, like, that is what this is, and it's just sort of like, no, you don't have to be scandalous if you want to see him do it, and if you don't, don't. It, it's just that simple. If I, but you're I, looking for but, a relationship, look in another place. If this so, is what you're looking for. Then these two things don't have to come together. Sex doesn't have to be romantic love all of right. the time. It can just be what it is and find a way to make peace with that because you obviously like it. But chances are whoever you end up with uh, in a long-term relationship, maybe you have sex in, a, in an alley three or four times in the beginning of your relationship, but I can almost promise you it's not going to continue that way f for much longer. If also, you if you end up moving in together, I mean, you Also, know. are you so naive as to think, I mean, and maybe this is just because I have done those apps a lot in my life. Yeah. Are you so naive Dirty to think dog. that he didn't have a boyfriend <laughs> and was calling that a girl roommate? Because that happens a lot too. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, maybe I don't know why you would have trusted. Maybe there isn't yes, someone at home. Exactly. But what does it matter? It, it doesn't it's matter. All... It doesn't matter. And to Megan's point, also, did he just want to tell us the story? Maybe. Yeah. And I liked it. So. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Send us another one. Let us know what happens in the cabin. But if the problem is that you're judging yourself over this, find a way to release yourself from that. That is puritanical stuff. And it's tough to rid yourself of that you're feeling a teensy weensy bit of shame, but it's also probably that shame that's making it fun. I hate to say it. Megan, or, have you in oh, yes, please, please. Well, I was just thinking because <clears throat> I, I didn't get that he felt ashamed about it. So what I'm thinking is a possibility. What if he, he obviously liked that form of exhibitionism, public sex, yeah. and maybe him just sharing the story in a public way mm. is a form of that. Another you know what level. I mean? I like it. Yeah, could be that he's like, now everyone knows what I've done. Whoops, I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Megan, have you and Jack ever found yourselves driving to a parking garage and getting out of your car and laying down next to some of the cars in there and just, you know, having some fun? No, I mean, as wonderful as that sounds. Uh, <laughs> it's never been. She doesn't want to get motor oil on her Kate sweater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not really, it's not really my thing. 
I mean, I can completely understand why people would do that. Sure. And it, it's very exciting. Yeah. Definitely something at the beginning of a relationship. I would be Adam from the previous letter in a situation like that. Like, I would just be, I would not be able to get aroused. I would be so panicked. I can't even understand how it's possible that people are not afraid. Even if that's the thrill that someone could walk in on you. I still can't understand how anybody executes. I've never walked in on anybody having sex in in an alley or anything. I mean, other than, you know, a couple of vagrants or something like that. But I've never seen anyone have a... I've just never spotted this happening. I think one time in a hotel, I, feel robbed. I, feel I was robbed. having sex and I opened the blinds, but we That's were on like the fun. 20th floor. That's fun. <laughs> I guess. Free show. I, yeah. I, it's something that you do, I think, also when you're really young and you live with your parents and yeah. you don't, you can, I guess, the, and they were using the roommate right. excuse as this kind of thing. It's something sure. that you do when Stolen you don't have moments. anywhere to go. Yes. Yeah, you're Stolen right. Stolen moments. Yeah. It is like, let's go for a walk and just find a, really a tree. You know, something to hide behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe shame is a little strong, but it seems to me that there's some sort of bifurcation. If we're to take him at his word and not, I mean, I do think now that you've said the thing about him being a double exhibitionist, I sort of enjoy that take on this. Ron is ex-husband, Megan. Um, He's not my, it was my ex Well, he's no longer around. Well, we weren't divorced, Brian. Oh, well, he died. Yeah. So whatever he you pa- call that. Passed away. Yeah. He passed I'm away. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's been just a really long time. She doesn't care. But well, <laughs> or do, I'm sorry, Ron, was that insensitive? I think it was. Yeah. I would say I'd put that in the insensitive category. Yeah. I apologize. Oh, you know, Megan, when people leave this planet, you don't think about them again. I don't know if you've heard that yeah, before. No, I certainly Well, don't. they're gone. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> think about well, them? I didn't know him, Ronna. <laughs> Certainly didn't. Well, Bob needed to leave to make room for you. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. But Bob, her former husband, mm-hmm. her deceased husband. Thank you. Was a doctor. And so I'm wondering, Ronna, was there ever a time when he would like, you know, you'd put him in a wheelchair and race down a hall and then get on a gurney and just go for it? <laughs> I wouldn't put Bob in a wheelchair, but I would sometimes book an appointment with him. Oh. <gasps> And would be like, you want to look at, just make sure everything's in working order, I would order, book an doctor. appointment under another name. But he would know the name, of course. Are and you so s- then I would have time in the office with Bob. And I'd say, That's I'd come in for my appointment. Yeah. Ru- that is amazing. That really is amazing. I love the name change. I love all of that. Got to lean into whatever the, you know, whatever it is. Make it Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Megan, have you ever heard of the uh, buckle surgery or buccal surgery? Have you ever heard of anybody having that? What is when that? They, when they have the fat pad oh. removed right here. Or um, when they have, in the old days, they have teeth. Oh, this is what I meant to tell you, Brian. Yeah. There was a suit, Joan Crawford. So supposedly Joan Crawford and a bunch of the old stars used to have their back molars removed so that they would have hollows definition. in their cheekbones. Which is oh, wow. hor- horrifying. Well, yeah. it's fine on a young woman, but on an old woman... I mean, your face just falls off. It's Does that actually make a difference, removing the teeth? Yes. Apparently, it, it did. Like Greta Garbo, Marlena Dietrich, Joan Crawford, they all did that. Imagine sucking your cheeks in. It's, yeah. It's that. I mean, I've heard of that, that the cheek one, whatever you... So call. you've heard of people having the fat pad removed in their cheek. Is that yes, right? Yes. I've seen it online. But you've never known anyone that's done it. Oh, if you have, you have As far as I know, yeah. no. We were trying to figure out if it was still a Hollywood thing. But the super fan found 
from, I'm not even kidding, Brian, a medical claim, like a SAG medical claim from 1974-75. No, that said that Joan Crawford had some sort of terrible dental surgery in 74-75 and had molars removed at that time. So it means she had to have had the molars in order to, so she didn't have the buckle is what it means. Well, then you know what? I took- I'll forward you the link. It, it definitely is still a thing in Hollywood right now. Yeah, but now I think they just take the fat pad out instead of taking out. out the teeth. Yeah, yeah. Because in in that show feud, she said all the girls did it. I gave you five more years of work. Hmm. That's what she said. Probably true. Okay, we've got one more. We've got to wrap it up because Brian's more. very busy. Yeah. Dear Ron and Brian, and Megan. Thank you for your show, the laughs, the insight that you share every week. You are a pair of gems, and my Carriage House subscription has been one of the highlights of this pandemic. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I am writing about my in-laws. Let's call them Fred and Irma. Let's do it. Flintstone? I'm sure. And Irma Bombeck, (laughs) who live (laughs) overseas. Who live overseas and have always been a bit wackadoodle. They were sure the world was going to end in 2012. They take life advice from a white mystic who claims she was spiritually adopted into a Native American tribe. And they've spent a decade warning us about the dangers of solar flares and potting Mm. soil. I've never struggled to put them in their place when things get racist, anti-Semitic, and otherwise dangerous. And my husband and I have mostly made peace with the fact that there's no changing Fred and Irma or their views. However, a week ago, my eldest son, who was five, was talking to Fred and mentioned how excited he was to get the COVID vaccine when Fred lightly signaled his views. My husband swooped in to end the call, and we had a moment of panic, realizing that we'd reached a new frontier in managing this relationship. My husband is preparing to, ha- is preparing to have a conversation with them and to put his foot down, making it clear that if they, they expose our children to any of their fringe beliefs, they're crossing a major line. To be honest, with everything going on in the world right now, I think he's ready to throw in the towel and end the relationship. Though, of course, I want to shield my kids from all the harmful effects of their dangerous beliefs. I can't help but ache for, now she called him Phil. Ugh. I can't well, help. I but guess ache. we know Phil's real name. <laughs> I can't help but ache. I'll say Fred, but she wrote Catherine yeah. Smith. Yeah, right, exactly. So Phil Smith or whatever. Yeah. Despite the fact that they've been dragged down the rabbit hole, they raised my kind, smart, and wonderful husband. I can't help but think how my heart would break if one day my adult children didn't want me in their lives. So my question is this: In this delicate familial situation. What are the appropriate boundaries and consequences to establish to protect my family as well as my kids' relationship with their grandparents? Thanks in advance for your help. Not signed. Well, I say, mine's quick. Yeah. Don't do anything. And then when the kids come home, just say, by the way, that was crazy that they said that, just so you know. Yeah. These people are nuts. Or like... Every time they go over, just so you know, they say things that are really wacky because they're old. So yeah. you can't believe anything they say. Is or, it the I don't COVID know. vaccine that they're drawing the line at? Because I know it seems like a lot of red flags. The racist, the anti-Semitic, <laughs> yeah. uh, the white spiritual lady who says she's Native American. I mean, yeah. there are plenty. Yeah, highly problematic all the way through. <laughs> and you have a very smart. How cute is it that your five-year-old can't wait to get the vaccine? That's so sweet. I mean, you have a smart five-year-old. 
if that's your five-year-old's talking about he can't wait to get the vaccine, you know, give him a little credit. Yeah. But yeah, Megan, what do you think? Would you would you cut and run or would you? Uh... No, I'm never a fan of the cut and run. I think when it comes to family, um, but I think I think you're right. I think there's a bonding moment in having you know seeing them and then leaving and talking shit about them as a family. Yes, absolutely. That happened all the t- when I was growing up. My my grandfather. Um, from Syria, he only spoke Arabic and some Spanish, and he would say very, I hope this doesn't sound insulting, very old world things about a man's role, a woman's role, and how, you know, he hated that I was left-handed. He, like, couldn't get over it. It spooked him. Like, all this, <laughs> all this, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Kanahara. He was worried about the evil eye that you were Exactly. Yeah. All he of thought that. you were a witch. Oh, Correct. my God. Yeah. <laughs> all of all of that um, and was sort of like, make sure you have plenty of sex before you get married, but marry a virgin, you know, oh. just sort of stuff that was like, what? which is which was pretty good advice. Yeah, sure. Derek was a virgin when you married him. What was he, he not? Sure was. He, definitely. The one caveat my grandfather was like, whether you marry a man or a woman, that was where the, no, not true at all. But, um, but we would always get in the car after and we would discuss how my parents would just be like, so you can't take that advice guys. Like just, just so you, and we, that was sort of built into us. Like, and so then by the time we were adults, we sort of knew like, Oh, when he goes on talking about something like that, that feels like it was from a different time and place. We know not to listen to it. These people are cartoon characters. Yeah. I mean, look at the way that the, the other thing is your children, absorb everything by osmosis. So even if you didn't say directly to your kids, can you believe they said that? You're saying to each other, are they kidding? You get in the car and you say, are they kidding? People are so afraid in this day and age to have conversations in front of their children. It used to be that parents said everything. Maybe that wasn't the thing to do, but they just couldn't keep it in. And they thought, oh, they thought we're adults. They don't understand our conversation. We have have an adult conversation. they don't know what we're talking about. Right. Their brains are empty. Everything yeah. you say, they put it in their little computers and they squirrel it away. And then later on, they 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 connect it all and try to figure out how it works. And that's wonderful because that's called intelligence. Okay. You can have conversations in front of your kids. You can turn to your kids and say, okay, so it was nice of Nana and Puppet to send you uh, that dragon puppet that you like so much. But let's just get something straight. You know that there's a, whatever the understanding is little kids have about the pandemic, because they do, it's happening all around them. They have to wear masks. They know they have to protect the other people, you know, they're wearing it to protect their friends or whatever it is. They have the basic understanding. We're doing all those things because this thing is real. And Nana and Papa didn't used to be so kooky, but now they're kooky. And they don't know what they're talking about, but it's okay. We can still love them and we can love certain parts of them, but we don't agree with everything that they say. And he has an example, he has an example, he has an example. But yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled. I would not be happy. I would be much more upset about them saying racist and anti-Semitic things in front of my children than I would be about their anti-vaxxing nonsense. Yeah, I agree. And I was that's say, something that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. Uh, to that, to that point, it's, 
it is it would be hard for me to sit there and not say anything to be honest and just have that conversation as we were leaving with my child um i think when it comes to racism and anti-semitism i i can't sit quite it hurts my soul that's a big deal different and it really hurts uh, you talk about it hurting your soul it really breaks children's hearts when people talk like that and it's one of these crazy things about the way people teach their children to be which is sharing and caring and loving everybody and the way that they practice it in their own lives and you always wonder how do these people grow up everybody is taught in kindergarten class to be a certain way and then they grow up and they're horrible to other people and somewhere in between that message is delivered or depend, you know, through the family, through the community, whatever it is. And it's a heartbreak, but children, it really hurts their feelings and breaks their hearts when people are unfair to other people or say unkind things in that way. And that is the sort of innocence I would want to protect. And it also sounds like these people really want to have a relationship with your kids. It's not just that you want them to have a relationship. There's a relationship there. And you need to feel that you can say to them, look, we know we're not going to change your mind. You know, everyone knows we don't agree here. And I don't like, I hate it when you do this and I hate it to that. You hate that you think we're liberal, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But we're raising our children a certain way. And if you can't respect that when it comes to this and that, those are the kind of, if those conversations start, what we're going to do is ask you to leave. And also, I don't think you lose. I do think actually, if we could, put them in different piles. I think you're right. Yeah. The QAnon bullshit is a little different. That is a situation where you can be like that just, you know, like that's a fringe crazy thing. Like, because yeah. you're not going to get through to them with, with that conspiracy theory stuff. Like they defend that. I mean, like we said last week, they think Biden is now a, conduit of Trump and that Biden will it was actually put there by Trump to do like they just dig in so yeah. th- there's no explaining reality to them but I do remember a couple of times when my dad like laid into my grandfather on in the spot because I don't re- remember what he said all I remember is that my dad was like enough and to your point Rana I don't remember what my grandfather said I just remember I started weeping because it was like so scary that my dad stood up to him like that but it was such a clear indication of like okay they're fallible and like yeah. they, and so in a situation, I think you are perfectly in bounds in a situation where it is a racist comment or an anti-Semitic comment or a, anything regarding that sort of thing. That is black and white, so to speak. Yeah. That is wrong. There or is right. truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like and that, this din is over. Pack it up. Correct. We're going to have a no strikes rule with you. That's, that's what I'm right. telling you. I so think, you can either you watch to... your behavior or not come here. That's we right. want you to have a relationship with our kids. But also, there's nothing wrong with calling them out in the moment. I agree with that. Yeah. Kids have to learn how to think critically and take in that kind of information. And I do think, I'm not saying expose them to everything, but don't shield them from everything either. They have to figure out their own worldviews. And they need to figure that out by watching you. And I think and it's, it's a good example powerful. for it's yeah. a good example for a child to see someone say something racist and for their parent to shut it down to just yeah, exactly Im- say right then and there to that person that is wrong. And that it's like, good to defend people that we have yeah. to be the helpers in this world and we have to say something when something is is inappropriate. That, that's like the thing. That. It's it's so important for them to see someone not sitting there and so in this 
solidarity, the silence, you know, that because that's the problem that just per- perpetuates everything. So if they Absolutely. see someone stand up and end it and call it out, that's so important, I think. It's heroic. Yeah. Even and if, if these it feels like nothing. Worth, and it's it and if these people are worth anything, they know that those comments are and you really can't say this about the QAnon stuff because it's so wacky, but the racist it's completely indefensible. There's nothing these people can say back to you that they will know. write that. Yeah, yeah, they know. They know. That's just their own cockamamie. Or they've always been that way. But isn't it interesting that you didn't grow up that way? You knew they were wrong. Yeah. But yeah, you got you got to say, I mean, you don't have to, the only way isn't we don't talk to them. Your kids are probably better served by you litigating this in front of them than they are by you completely just, you know, cutting them out and asking you in 20 years why we don't talk to grandpa. And the answer is because he said some inappropriate things. You have to have the courage to say something in those moments. And again, remember, this is your family, not their family. They're not raising your grandchildren. You are. Oh, you are, you know, you know what I'm saying? And so you set the rules and the tone of the household. And if they can't live with it, they don't have to come around. But I do all, I do think like with the conspiracy theory stuff. Cuckoo. It's so cuckoo. I don't. It's fine. It's okay to, for that to be funny. It yeah. sort of is. I don't yeah. know why. Cause it's to so treat insane. it with a light, with a light hand. Yeah. To just be like that. Yeah. I mean, they believe in stuff that makes no sense. Yeah. So just that's crazy. Yeah. But, remember yeah. the remember the lady with the 47 braids that we met? Yeah. Well, grandma nice. and grandpa think she's a priest. So, right. okay. Just right. remember every time you think grandpa says something crazy, remember he thinks she's the lady to take to get a stock tip from. You know, it's nuts. And really it's difficult I think for your they don't I I think standing up to them in those dire times is only appropriate because they know that if y- your husband and you are not standing for t- t- racist and anti-Semitic talk, that they're g- they're risking it all at that point. Yes. If, because usually they would expect you, the daughter-in-law, to not say anything ever. Mm. But they don't want to not see their grandkids. These people that don't say anything to their in-laws. It happens Come a on. lot, though. Yeah. But I don't know what Megan does because her in-laws are British and there's no saying anything to them. Well, they don't say anything, period. If you have British in-laws, my advice is the opposite. Don't say a thing (laughs) and correct because there's no, there's just no point. They don't want, they don't want, they're not listening. They don't want to hear it. They're not going to process it. They're just going to do what they do. I'm not going to comment on that because I'm afraid they're listening. (laughs) Um, But my advice is the opposite. If they're British, my advice is the opposite. I'm so curious. These people live overseas. Where do they live? Who are these people? These crazy yeah, people I was with a shaman and a, yeah. They obviously have some dough if they've got a shaman and they live overseas. But anyway, yeah. It sounds like the owners of Erewhon or something. Tell your in-laws, you know what? Maggie, shut it. Yeah. Just shut it. Don't do, we don't do that here, okay? These people that don't stand up to their in-laws. My friend wrote someone who she stayed with. She did like a um, semester abroad or something in in London. Yeah. She stayed with a really nice older lady who she loved and da, da, da. And I guess she was looking for, she just wrote her this week saying, you used to have a book and I can't remember the name of it, but this is what it looked like. Do you still have that book? And the woman wrote, and the the woman wrote, that's awful, Ronna. And the woman wrote back and said, um, and said, uh, which to me seemed very British. 
I, I don't know the book you're talking about. It sounds like you'll have to rearrange and adjust. <laughs> rearrange your brain and adjust. That's what she said. <laughs> sounds like you have to rearrange your brain and adjust. Anyway, lovely to hear from you. And the rest was nice, but Stephanie was like, oh my God, that was so severe. <laughs> that Just, is incredible. That they do it so simply. Yeah. yeah. You'll just awesome. have to get over it. Yeah. I can't <laughs> fix this for you. And you'll, And also, by the way, she probably could have just gone into the next room and looked oh, for through sure. four books and said, oh, it's this one. But Yeah. Eh. Just now. <laughs> Megan, spot on as oh, always. What a pleasure. Oh, guys, it's so much fun. I it's love the this. Ba- you are truly I could so do 10 fantastic. more of this. It was I'm so such glad. a pleasure. It's you, so fun does having Does Megan know about show? our big live show that's coming up on February 13th? Okay, we have a big live show coming up. Yeah. February 13th, Valentine's yeah. Day Eve. Everyone can Live from the carriage house. Yeah. Askronalive.com. And um, there'll be games, prizes. You it's can do be a incredible. meet and greet with, um, yeah. with Rana or me. Yeah, we're doing pandemic safe meet and greets. We can't wow. wait till the pandemic is over so you can meet both of us together. That's I right. can't wait. Yeah. In person. <laughs> That's it's right. It's going to be incredible. And so, yes, our tickets are available. And uh, what else? Nothing. It's going to be fabulous. So we it's want to tell fabulous. people. I wouldn't be surprised if Megan attends under an assumed name. That's the sort oh, of like thing. Oh, like you did I when you see. snuck in to see Yeah, I'll make an appointment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll take my time. Exactly. <laughs> I booked exactly. my time out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take my time with the doctor now. Thank you very much. <laughs> the doctor will see you. Megan, uh, in yeah. case you don't remember, last time we do this again. Yes. Um, we have a gift for one of the people who wrote in and we Mm. decide who we think should get that gift this week. And Rana, you're absolutely going to kill me. I never remember the order. Do I say who the, do I remind everyone who, who is up for an award or do you say the award? I, it's fun both ways because sometimes you tell them what it's going to be and that influences their choice. Yeah. What the gift is. Or sometimes what I like to do is know who they pick and then I tailor the giveaway to that person. Well, how would you like to do it this week? This week, we're giving away the buckle surgery. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a gift. Yeah, that's great. Or if you're French, we're giving away a boob job. Those are the, those are the two the things two. we're giving away. I Perfect. think let, let's do the who we're choosing, and then I'll, I'll – okay. I know what I have in mind, but maybe we'll tailor it to the winner. So to recap, are we giving this gift to Adam, who booked the Palm Springs trip and was yeah. sort of treated terribly? Are we giving it to uh, the – Canadian who was an ex maybe wants to be an exhibitionist and rekindle that, or are we giving it to the person whose in-laws are driving them crazy and how to, how to sort of affect how they're going to adjust with their children in regards to them. That was not a clean way to say it, but I said it. What do you think, Megan, who, who deserves a little light in their life? I think, I think Adam does. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think I when I when I was recapping them, I was like, oh yeah, that sucked. He he had a tough go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam is the one who's having the most psychic scarring over all of this. Yeah, right now. So we'll give him a little lift. I was going to send him the ask Ron a coffee. Is what Great. I was going to do because we haven't sent coffee to anybody in such a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. I, I have to say, it. I have to thank you. You guys sent um, some coffee to a friend of mine who is a very, very loyal listener of yours, and he 
asked me to please thank you so much. Oh, That's so nice. We sent it to him just for fun. You did. Our friend oh, Michael. So- um, oh. oh, Michael gets a shout out. Yeah. Hi, Michael. I'm delighted. He did he enjoy the coffee? He loved it. He yeah. loved it, and he loves both of you. And did you get coffee for this appearance or only uh, for your first appearance? The first one. Yeah, it was wonderful. We got, I mean, it was feels like the beginning of the pandemic. It, but you're supposed to, you're supposed like to get coffee for every appearance, so we'll make sure that you get your, the coffee this week well, thank also. You so much. Are you whole bean or ground, dear? You're whole bean. Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah. We can grind. Yeah, you yeah. can grind your own coffee. This girl right. doesn't let anyone else grind her beans, I can tell you that much. <laughs> and Rana, are we still doing that thing where we send the coffee and if Megan opens it, she has to pay me $20? Absolutely. You're Was gonna that s- a thing? Yeah, we're going to send, Brian's going to make a sure new plan I he sends you a Venmo request. He's doing, oh. a, he's doing a lot of that lately. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and anyway. we want to remind people if they subscribe to the coffee, they save three dollars a bag. Always yeah. free shipping. They can cancel Always. whenever they want. So, as I say, I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it. And they can and, pick how often they want it to come. It's and up to as, them. And as I say. <laughs> I drink you always forever. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, Sorry. what are you what are your socials? Um, I'm mostly just on Instagram at yeah. Megan, Megan Rath. Rath, right? Yeah. M-E-A-G-H-A-N. Oh, nailed it. She's and not a Megan, she's a Megan. Megan. She's a Megan, yeah. That's and right. that's where you can find the boob chia saga if you want to tune in. For and that. it's honestly, it is worth it is worth going through it with her. It, it's a fun ride. <laughs> so now we read our cliffhanger, but you absolutely do not have to stay for that if you if you don't want to. It's entirely up to you. Okay. Happy to stay. Great. Brian's going to read our fabulous cliffhanger. This is a question that we read here and we answer it on Patreon. Excuse me. Yeah. Here we go. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest if applicable. In this instance, it is. It It is. I just want to say thanks for all the laughter and fun you provided me and others this past year. We do have very polite fans, I have to say. No kidding. They always say thank you before they... yeah, I'm really very taking sweet. these to heart today. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah, I can't tell you how much I look forward to Tuesdays and Fridays. Proud Carriage House member. Mm-hmm. Now my question: me. I've been a health. I've been in a healthy, loving relationship for a few years now. No better time to fuck it up. I really. Uh, that's me saying that. I yeah. really love my partner, and we are currently in the process <laughs> of adopting, cementing our relationship, and becoming a family. Oh. But there's just one problem. <laughs> I have been keeping a major secret from him. The secret is that I've been, oh my God. The secret is that I've been getting erotic massages behind his back. And I'm not talking just once or twice. I'm talking twice a week. Sometimes the massage turns into sex. Other times, just a happy ending. I get so excited and turned on with the anticipation of getting the massage. (laughs) Megan, I have to tell you Thrills me that Ronnie gets these messages. <laughs> Can I just say, it the thrills. last time I was on the show, the cliffhanger question was another one about an was erotic that with massage. You? Yes. We've had one other. That it is was, so crazy. What is it about me? I know. You're bringing the energy. <laughs> it was the guy that went and had the happy ending, and he wanted to know, could he book with them again? And yeah. Couldn't stop yeah. thinking yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's did he have to tell anybody, but it happened by accident, but it really was the best massage you ever got in addition to the happy ending. So. Oh this God. is you know, so strange. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but it's fate for you sure. Bring, this this is only this the second time. People. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the massage turns into sex. Other times just a happy ending. That's not a massage. 
just yeah, for the that's record. you had you yeah. paid someone for sex. Yeah, that's, that's called what it is. It's called yeah, sex is what it is. Yeah, more uh, play so, than sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get so excited and turned on with the anticipation of getting the massage, and then when I'm getting the massage, the anticipation of when it's going to turn into an erotic massage is something I can only equate to the high of a drug. Hmm. When it first started happening, I felt enormous guilt, but now as time has passed, it's become my norm. But it's becoming a bigger and bigger secret, and it's starting to eat at me. Do I tell my partner, or do I just stop the massages altogether and not tell? Part of me wants to be honest. The other part of me doesn't. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Doesn't want to bring this kind of hurt and drama into his life. I really don't know what to do. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Please don't use my name. I got to say, nobody sells an erotic massage like the Ask Rana podcast because <laughs> – it sounds amazing. I mean, they really, people sell we it We should hard. open a parlor. We need to it's, open a pop-up parlor. Oh my God, you have a pop-up. <laughs> Our next meet and greet should be like, also you could get a uh, Meet and greet with massage. a happy ending for an extra $200. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, I have to say, I'm not getting over the coincidence that the only other time I've gotten this letter is when Megan was on this show. I want to know if it's the same guy. Always your... This, this is like what happened. What, what if it's the same guy? I'm gonna go back and check the email address. Oh my god! What if it is this? And he's just guy. like, let me try it again. Yeah. yeah well, then the he same made guy, peace. Escalated. He made peace with the the first situation, and now he's moved it to this situation. He's like, guess what? Our our my partnership is getting stronger and stronger. Our love is more committed than ever, and I, I it's actually now we're having full blown sex with the erotic massage. I'm like, that's very, what this, this very is. curious. It doesn't really matter for the answer, but I'm very curious if there's just one masseuse that this person sees or if it's several different masseuses. That actually does make a difference. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. I am curious if it's one partner or if it's several, but yeah. anyway, if they hear this before we answer it, I'd love to know the answer. A few that. more details. Well, well, well. Whew. Never a dull moment in the carriage house. It was literally a happy ending. It this was. Oh. It was. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Megan, we adore you. Come adore. back and see us again. Give a love to the gorgeous Jack Cutmore yes. Scott. I will. We adore. I will. I hope his mother doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to assume we're safe. That's right. On yeah. that front. Yeah. Turn on. I'm, you know um, what else you could do? You could turn on a faucet your kitchen faucet to hot to the hot water mm. and then use the spray function and then you could be in a warm rain and you wouldn't even have to go outside good point exactly do yeah you know outdoor I mean? shower why yeah. not exactly i mean exactly. i love an outdoor shower so, so maybe do I. i'm just so as bad. does jack that's his dream oh they maybe they're i'm great. just i'm just as bad as the rest of them what can i say uh is there anything that you're on? I know this pandemic has been crazy so nobody's been shooting anything but are you on anything at the moment that you want us to take a look at no, no, I'm about to start something new, but it's not quite ready to. Okay, you can't tell enough. us yet. All yes. right. Well, we you'll keep you'll it. keep us in the loop. I yeah. will. All right, dear. We adore you, and we will talk to you soon. So nice to see you both. You kiss, kiss. Take care. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.